If you've been in Toastmasters very long, you've probably seen that Toastmasters speech project that went wrong. So wrong. Cringe-worthy bad. The speech that makes you look up at the cobwebs in the corner of the room and try to avoid eye contact with the speaker. Yes, that speech. Here's the small consolation. We've all done it. So what do we do about it? On today's episode of Toastmasters 101 Podcast, we go back to the beginning and talk about the speech that failed from the points of view of the speaker, the evaluator, and the vice president of education. Are you looking for a way to share your message with the world but need to develop those public speaking skills? Then Toastmasters is what you're looking for. Our proven program will help you overcome the fear of public speaking and teach you how to write a compelling and interesting speech. This is Toastmasters 101. I'm your host, Kim Kragy. So when your speech goes wrong, what happened? There are several reasons why a speech project goes wrong. The most obvious one is that the speaker didn't do the work. They sped through the Pathways training, didn't bother to read the instructions or apply the project purpose. As they, okay, as I, feel so comfortable that I don't need to prep, then I don't bother. We have a thing in Toastmasters called the hip pocket speech. It's a speech that you've prepared and have ready to give when an empty speech slot opens up at a meeting at the last minute. This is different from an impromptu speech, which is when I step up without a single preparation moment, or at most, I might ask to be the second speaker on the agenda and try to throw something together. Do I look at a speech evaluation form? Probably not. Even if I have one, half the time I'm doing this, I've got either a generic evaluation form with no purposes on it or none at all. The usual result of me doing this is fail. Sometimes I pull it off, but usually no. My most recent failure wasn't an unprepared speech. Last week, I gave a speech project using visual aids. It's a level three speech project. My topic was how to share evaluations through the Pathways Basecamp. Yes, this is the same material I covered in a recent podcast, Toastmasters101.net slash 61. In this club, I have one gentleman who is roughly the same age as I am, and he has just as goofy a sense of humor as I do, and he constantly calls me by the wrong name on purpose. In real life, this Toastmaster is a pilot who recently completed his certification for helicopter flying and for night flying helicopters. So delivering an evaluation, delivering an airplane, delivering delivering by an airplane or by a helicopter. In my head, it made sense to name this speech so easy that even Mike can do it. And right from the get-go, My visual aids died. I mean, the program did not work. I had to reload the page to get it back up. And from that moment on, I was flummoxed, confused, bewildered. No, that's too mild. I was frustrated and angry, and it showed. The speech was a disaster with a capital D. Too fast, too much information, bad eye contact, you name it. I did it wrong. I was very unhappy with my performance. 
I failed to achieve any of the purposes of the Toastmasters speech project using visual aids. I did not demonstrate a single thing that I had learned from the Pathways videos or instructions. However, I think this may have been one of the most prepared projects I've done this year, but I failed. What should I do? First of all, I think that we learn most from our failures. So I don't beat myself up over this project. This experience taught me I can't trust some software programs to stay functional while I'm on another platform. To start my visual aid software before my introduction by the Toastmaster of the day, and to check with somebody before you use their name. Was that the purpose of this project? Not at all. But it's what I learned. So the speech project was not a waste. Next time, and there will be a next time, because I think this is a project that's worth my time and effort to repeat, I will work on one specific skill. Probably how to manage myself when I'm distracted. So if you were my evaluator, what would you have said? Fortunately, my evaluator and I have a standing agreement. No holds barred evaluations. It was brutal and it was well-deserved. Everything she said was absolutely true. And while she was kind and she explained a rationale for her comments to our guests and to our new members, I felt every one of those comments in my soul. Were my fellow Toastmasters offended by my implication that this process is so easy that even Mike can do it? I thought Mike might have been. And because we weren't in the same room, I couldn't tell. Neither could anyone else. My evaluator had to explain to the audience about our kidding relationship because they were new and didn't know that Mike and I regularly poke at each other like this. What should you do when you are faced with evaluating the crash and burn Toastmasters speech? First, be kind. My evaluator, who is remaining nameless here, was kind. She is kind. But she knows that improvement comes when we hear points of growth, not when the evaluator simply recites back what was given in the speech. She did use examples from my speech as points of growth with suggestions for improvements. In our evaluations, we are trained to say, in my opinion, or I think you might. This is probably the best tack to take in the failed speech. I'm a big fan of the what I saw, what I heard, what I felt evaluation, and I like it in this case, but I might held off on the what I felt because for the Toastmaster who knows she just did a horrible job hearing how you felt about it, maybe more than they want to know. I really don't think I want to know that you were horrified by my performance. Second, try to understand what your speaker's goals are, not just the project goals. I am struggling with the online meeting format and how to engage my audience. My evaluator made me think about it in this presentation. She said she liked my content, disliked the speed, and disliked the rush feeling that she had from a speech that would be a better 10 to 12 minute presentation than five to seven minutes. This is what she did best as an evaluator. Her perspective as an audience member trying to capture what I was presenting. Clearly, that was her best value to me. Since my evaluator is a distinguished Toastmaster, I could say that she's highly experienced and knows all the best ways to do things, but that's not what she did. Instead, 
My evaluator knows that my goal is to improve as an online presenter. Her points of growth focused on those things more than the use of visual aids, which was, after all, the purpose of this presentation. The third thing to do when you evaluate a speech that's bombed is encourage the speaker to not give up. A new member giving their first or second or even fifth Toastmasters speech will get a different type of evaluation when they didn't do a good job. The points of growth need to be simple and singular. This is tricky. A two to three minute evaluation with only one point of growth sounds like it could be harsh and like you're beating a dead horse. Instead, I think what the new member probably needs is encouragement and several suggestions all about the same idea. For example, a new speaker who is just stepping into presentation probably needs help with presentation skills. So perhaps focus on one of those. Vocal variety is often an early problem. So you could talk about the six dimensions of vocal variety, fast and slow, loud and soft, high and low. Covering those will take more than three minutes. Give a demonstration and ask if they could try that next time. A common early fail is the long pause. The abnormally long break is where the speaker has lost their train of thought or has frozen in fear or has technical difficulties that have interrupted the speech. This is not commonly done, but I think in this case, the evaluator might want to step away from the, quote, official evaluation format, unquote, and try something radical. Ask the speaker what they think happened that caused the long pause. Let them answer and be prepared to respond to that. It's not like they're likely going to admit that fear overcame them. They may not even realize that's what was going on. They're more likely to say that something else distracted them or they lost their place. You might want to address the fear issue in a non-direct and unthreatening way. You could preface it by saying, for our other members, a long pause may indicate that stage fright has overcome them. Not that this happened in this speech, but let's address it anyway for everyone's benefit. If the speaker says, I lost my place, you can discuss the use of notes or the issue of memorization. This type of evaluation, asking them a question, makes you think on your feet. And if they give you an answer that you don't have a point of growth for, commiserate with them. Empathize. We've all been there and it's rough, but we can learn from these situations that we don't die. The world doesn't end. Experiencing this here in Toastmasters where we don't judge you and where the future of your career is not on the line, this is the opportunity for the speaker to learn how to manage this situation in the future. Spend your evaluation energy on encouragement without sounding condescending or goofy. Express confidence that the next time they get up on the stage, they will do better because of this experience. Now, the Toastmasters speech project controversy begins. What does the Vice President of Education do when a speech project goes wrong? Let me make this clear. In Toastmasters, we don't grade speech presentations. We evaluate, which is essentially one person giving their opinion. It is not an indication of any standard that must be achieved. Speaking as an advanced Toastmaster, 
I can certainly look at a presentation and say, you need to do that again. And I've said it in evaluations, but it's not an edict. I don't have the authority to require anyone to repeat a speech project. Neither does your club's vice president of education. A very strong part of the Toastmasters experience is the opportunity to try. We say we provide a supportive environment for our members to grow. From Toastmasters' own mission statement, we empower individuals to become effective communicators and leaders. From our club mission, we provide a supportive and positive learning experience in which the members are empowered to develop communication leadership skills, resulting in greater self-confidence and personal growth. Doing something new often means failure until we master the skill. Our program is designed to help the member not to grade them. You want grades? Go to college. That's not what Toastmasters is about, which is why I get a little annoyed when I see this question time and again. Can the vice president of education tell a member to repeat a Toastmasters speech project? Can the VPE refuse to give credit for a bombed project? The answers are simple. No. The VPE can advise a member to repeat a speech project to improve their skills, but cannot refuse to give credit in pathways. A completed project, regardless of success, is a completed project and must be respected when the member submits it for a level completion. Oh, I can hear the gnashing of teeth. I know this frustrates some members that others, perhaps with less drive or less intention, wander through the projects with the least amount of work. It doesn't seem fair that some members get the level awards after producing a series of poor presentations with no improvements. Yes, but let's agree on this. They're going to get what they put their effort into, and they're going to get the experience that will teach them some life lessons. Even when a speaker starts a speech with, I didn't have much time to prepare, oh, please do not do that, and proceeds to bomb, that experience is going to teach them something. The member who is in the club because their boss told them to join Toastmasters and is barely putting in the effort, they're learning something, but mostly they're just doing whatever it takes for them to get to their goals. It may hurt us to think that we're nothing more than a tool in their life, but we need to accept that not everyone is here for the same reason. So the VPE will have to give the speaker credit for the completed Toastmaster speech project, even when it's a disaster. If you're a new Toastmaster, please don't worry about the bomb speech. I'm here to tell you, you're going to do it at some point, but don't worry about it. We'll still be here to encourage you and to help you learn from that experience. And we'll probably clean the cobwebs from the corners after the meeting is over. Our podcast is produced by Toastmasters District 10. Our music is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. How about you share this podcast with your fellow Toastmasters this week, especially that one who bombed. You know who I'm talking about. Just tell that one person to give Toastmasters 101 podcast a listen. That's all I ask. Happy New Year's! Okay, Happy Toastmasters New Year! Our new year starts on July 1st every year. Next week, we'll talk about setting your Toastmasters goal for the coming 12 months by taking a look at your whole pathway, not just the next Pathway Speech Project. We'll talk again on Toastmasters 101.